Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi team, Tino here, host of the Celtic Exchange. It's Wednesday, 28th of September, and with the international break coming to a close, we thought we'd bring you something just a wee bit different this midweek, with a short bulletin to keep you up to date on all things Celtic, as we look forward to the return of competitive action this weekend. As most will know, we're back in action this Saturday, 1st of October, against Motherwell in the Scottish Premiership. That one's a 3pm kickoff at Celtic Park, and the main concern for a lot of folks ahead of the game is just how fit or not, some of the international players will be after their exertions for their countries over the last week or so. Some folk would scrap international football altogether, given the chance, but I think we need to remember that for the players, it's a pretty big honour to represent your country, and so that's always going to be a part of things at a club like Celtic. No less than 13 Celtic players were called up by their nations, and I think it's fair to say they had some mixed successes across the various fixtures. So what we'll do here is we'll take a, a quick look at how each of the players fared and how that may impact things at the weekend in terms of what options Ange has available to him for that Motherwell game. So we'll start with Scotland, obviously a big week for them. They had the Nations League games against Ukraine, Ireland and Ukraine again. And with two wins and a draw, managed to top their Nations League group after a successful campaign and well done to all involved there. There was four Celtic players called up as part of the squad, so Callum McGregor, Greg Taylor, Tony Ralston and David Turnbull. Turnbull gets sent back to Lennox Town, I think even before the first game against Ukraine. Uh, the suggestion is he has a, an ankle knock, but it's thought he could still be fit in time for the visit of his old club on Saturday. Callum McGregor, as expected now, he played every minute across all three games and showed up particularly well uh, in those successes. Greg Taylor himself, he also fared pretty well. He played a part in all three games. And Tony Ralston also got some valuable minutes too. So those players should be coming back full of confidence after that one. Um, moving on to Japan, they had friendlies against the USA and Ecuador. Both of those games were played in Dusseldorf, Germany. So not too much travelling and certainly a lot less than they'd be used to. Uh, or at least for our players and the, the European-based players. Dyson Maeda, he played the first 45 minutes against the USA, whilst Kyogo played the second 45 minutes against Ecuador. And there is a suggestion now that Maeda may have picked up a groin injury, and we'll just need to wait on further news of that one. And should be speaking as usual on Friday for the pre-match press conference ahead of Motherwell. So we should get an update on guys like Maeda and a few others which I'm just about to mention. Ryo Hatate, obviously very much a part of the squad now in Japan, but he got zero minutes across the two games and... Some are saying that you know that was a waste of time and that Japan manager Hajime Moriyasu you shouldn't have bothered calling him up at all. But I'm not sure I agree with that and I, I don't think Hatati will feel that way as well. Yes, he'll be disappointed that he never played much, but with the World Cup just a couple of months away, I'm sure he'd far rather be part of the squad than not at all. And even in training and different things, he'll have had a chance to impress his manager at close quarters and you know he'll be hoping that that'll be recognised and it'll take his place on the plane to the World Cup in November. Just as a general point, having been a, an international manager himself, I think Ange likes to see his players getting away on an inter international duty and making the most of the opportunity that represents. As I say, it's a big honour for players to 
to represent their country and I think he's all for that and for the, the confidence boost that gives players. Yes, there's always going to be the risk of injury but you know, from Angie's point of view you can you can injure yourself in training and different things so I think he's always keen for the players to, to get away and represent their countries when they can. Um, moving back to the game, so obviously for Greece we've got Georges Giacomakis as part of the setup there. They had two Nations League games, they played Cyprus and Northern Ireland. He didn't feature in the first one and he then had a scan ahead of the Northern Ireland game and was rated 50-50 for that one. He didn't make the game and then manager Gus Poye, so ex-Chelsea and Uruguay internationalist that many will remember, uh, he was quoted as saying that it's nothing major, but he doesn't think that Giacomacchus will be fit to play for Celtic this weekend. So that would be a blow and he's been unlucky with injuries at times and to not feature at all and pick up a knock, it's a bit of a sore one for him. So again, we'll wait on further updates. Um, moving on to Montenegro, so not many, if any, Celtic players have, have featured for them over the years. We obviously have Sead Haksabanovic, new signing, uh, very much a key part of what they're doing. They had Nations League games against Bosnia and Finland. He played the last 20 minutes against Bosnia and then he started against Finland on Monday night but had to come off after half an hour with some sort of injury to his left foot. There's not been any further update on that um, or the extent of that injury at the moment. So again, we'll just have to wait and see what, what news comes of it. Um, in better news, Josip Juranovic, he was representing Croatia. They had Nation League's, Nations League games against Denmark and Austria. He did play the full 90 against Denmark and was then an unused sub against the Austrians. And again, he should be fine for the weekend, so that's good to hear. Um, Denmark, we've got Matt O'Reilly representing them. He's part of their under-21 setup. They were playing in the European Championship qualifiers, a, a two-legged affair against Croatia. They lost the first leg 2-1 before winning the second leg by the same scoreline, and O'Reilly himself got the opener with a pretty rare header um, in that one. Sadly for him, uh, Denmark lost out on penalty, so they won't be going to the Euros next summer, um, which I think takes place in Romania and Georgia. He played about 65 minutes in each of the games, though, and should be fresh for the weekend. Leila Bada was also involved in some under-21s action, as well as with the senior squad in Israel, so he played uh, two very different games. He played 75 minutes for the senior team as they beat Albania 2-1 in the Nations League, and then went on to play 97 minutes last night as Israel's under-21s beat Ireland's under-21s in penalties to qualify for the Euro Under-21 Championships. He had some sort of knock before the game, but the very fact that he's played close to 100 minutes tells you that he should, should be okay for the weekend albeit he may be a little fatigued from his, his exertions there. Um, and finally, we've got Australia. So Aaron Moy was part of their setup as they had a doubleheader in terms of friendly matches against New Zealand. He played the first 90 minutes uh, in the 1-0 win over New Zealand before then being allowed to travel back home uh, without taking any part at all in the second game. So that wouldn't have done him any harm. His Celtic career has got off to a mixed start. I'm a big fan. Some of the guys in the show aren't. Um, but it's fair to say that it wasn't his, his greatest day against St Mirren before the break and he'll be keen just to keep his fitness ticking along and you know getting himself back up to speed and hopefully he can kick on and play a, a crucial part this season Separate to all of the international stuff we already had injuries to Carla Starfelt and Cameron Carter-Vickers who both missed that game against St Mirren ahead of the break The timescale on the return remains to be seen and I would be surprised to see either feature at the weekend so again We'll wait for that update from Andrew on Friday, but it doesn't sound like either of the two will be fit for that one, so that would be a blow. We'd begin back to Maurice Jens and Stephen Welsh as the, the centre-half pairing, 
who I don't have any great issues with. I think they're both decent players in their own right, but they didn't show up particularly well against St Mirren, and there's no doubt they are our third and fourth choice centre-halves, probably in that order. Jens then Welsh, um, and Starfelt and Catervickers would start most games if fit and available. So we'll see how that goes in terms of the lineup for the Motherwell game. Just as a separate point in terms of injuries, it's still a bit quiet on Yusuke Adaguchi, and there's no real update on his status uh, over the last few weeks now. It seemed he picked up a fairly innocuous injury in training, some sort of cut to his leg, and you know it's obviously ruled him out for a, a few weeks so far. He's not part of Celtic's Champions League squad. Um, he's since been replaced. I think Abelgard stepped in, and others have filled up the, the slots there. So he's been very unfortunate. You know, he came with you know a bit of fanfare, a bit of hype, and certainly a point to prove. But he's been very unlucky so far, and the hope is, from his point of view, he gets himself fit and ready in the coming weeks and can play some sort of part and. Uh, show us what he's got to offer so it remains to be seen how he does there um, for players such as Abelgard and Alessandro Bernabai the break will have given them a chance to get their fitness levels up and maybe for others the likes of Jota Joe Hart Maurice Jens it'll have allowed them a, a short break ahead of what's going to be a pretty relentless October fixture run um, in terms of the Motherwell game itself we'll have our detailed match preview available as always on Friday to subscribers of the Celtic Exchange Plus and if you want to check that out you can do so at theceltichange.supercast.com next week we'll also see what would have been Jock Steen's 100th birthday and Celtic will be paying tribute to our greatest ever manager ahead of that game uh, at the weekend so Steen he was born on the 5th of October 1922 and amongst countless successes led us to our greatest success with that European Cup win in 1967. A true Celtic icon, and there'd be no better way to mark that anniversary than by playing football the way he wanted it to be played, and by picking up all three points on Saturday. In the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed this short episode today, something a wee bit different, and as always, please let us know what you think on Twitter at CelticExchange, or you can email me directly on tino at theceltichexchange.com with any feedback, comments or questions. If you're enjoying what we do, please also take a short minute or two to leave us a five-star review on your podcast player of choice. It really makes a big difference to everything we're doing. But for now, enjoy the rest of the week and we'll be back at the weekend on the Celtic Exchange Plus to bring you all our big match coverage from the Motherwell game as Celtic look to get back on track in match day eight of this season's Scottish Premiership. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again very soon. Podcast Network.